This is the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. My name is Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. And we are your hosts. So here we are, very first episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. Numero zero. Or one. <laughs> I, like, I like doing zero for the first one, just because then episode one is the full thing. It's yep. like introduction zero, yep. chapter one. <laughs> just works that way. I like it. I'm super excited about this, though, because this, the concept behind daily growth, the why we do daily growth, has honestly been building inside of our hearts. God's been doing this work in our hearts, no joke, for probably seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. And we have learned a whole lot over those seven or eight years. I feel like we're finally at a place where we understand enough. We've been through enough processing to have a really great handle on what discipleship means for the Christian life. Mm -hmm. And we can start practicing daily growth (laughs) in such a way that we can sort of share it with others, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's one thing to walk the discipleship life sort of privately, then there's, which we shouldn't do, by the way, discipleship should never happen in isolation. Um, But that's the way we're often taught, it's often taught in our churches. You wake up in the morning, you spend your 30 minutes in time with, with God alone in your prayer closet, you come out, you live your life with the rest of the world, and that's your private time. That's right. That's where discipleship ends. And then maybe you go to church and do all that stuff. And then if you're really lucky, you find somebody that you can walk with in that journey, you know, that you can pray with, you can share with, you can struggle with through tough theological issues, through difficult life situations, you know, you can walk with somebody. Maybe it's a good friend, maybe it's, maybe it's a pastor, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I that's think right. that's kind of rare, but... It is rare, and uh, unless you're lucky enough to be sort of be in that pastor's inner circle. Yeah. It, yeah. But then to sort of live your life publicly as a disciple is even rarer, mm-hmm. you know? We are we we were talking about cultural narratives and we have a cultural narrative to where faith should be privatized. Anything that you want to do behind your doors by yourself is perfectly fine as long as it's kept private from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Which I was reading an author the other day and they basically said that that's because of the way our culture handles what we do in private basically just relegates faith to not being existent at all. <laughs> And uh, that, that's a really good observation. It's not, it's not really saying, oh, yeah, you can believe whatever you want as long as you go over there. But it's essentially saying you can't believe whatever you want. Because if you can't do it in the public sphere, can you really do it? Are you really doing it? And then what's yeah. the point of that private practice if, it's, if, it's, if it has to stay that way? If it doesn't affect the world outside of that private practice exactly. in some way. Exactly. Especially if the whole story of that practice is to affect the larger culture and those around you. But yeah. So anyway, yes, like Josh was talking about, it has been a lot of years coming, a lot of development, and um, and we're still developing. You know, God is still working on our hearts, I think in, in a lot of ways, just to answer one question, and that is, what does it actually take to achieve daily growth in our lives? Can we walk with Christ in such a way that we walk with him daily and grow in him through our walks, 
right? We've both we both kind of come to a point where we're, we already hinted at it. We're very dissatisfied with the narrative that says that just the 30 minutes of prayer time in the morning is what discipleship is all about. That's very unsatisfying. Or going to church on a Sunday morning, maybe a Sunday night, maybe a Bible study mm-hmm. is, and, is all you need. Yeah. And if that's all faith is, if that's all discipleship is, following Jesus, well, it's no wonder why it leaves people with sort of a very hollow, shallow aftertaste in their mouth when it comes to this whole being a Christian. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, that's quite lacking. There's a lot of other things out there in the world. There's a lot of other narratives that once you buy in, you buy in with your entire life. Right? I mean, that, yeah. that's often the appeal of wanting to join a cult like Apple, right? Is because you don't just buy an iPhone or an Apple computer because it computes better, but in some way it changes your identity. You join a group of elite hipster creative. Users. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're misunderstood, but you're super genius creative. At least that was Apple's original message. And yeah. We don't want to talk about whether that <laughs> still applies now. And so it's very hard as a Christian to sort of like walk around and, and we have an identity in the church that can't even compete with the materialism of the secular marketplace, right? Yeah. And so we really wanted to, we wanted to start a podcast and to sort of share our journey with others and invite others to journey with us. And um, to be able to struggle through this thing together, you know, we want to have people on that can speak into our lives who've gone before us or still in the midst of it and and really wrestle with these issues. Um, And we're going to hit a lot of those issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully you've picked up on it by now. One of our major underlying assumptions is that discipleship is all of life. And so it's not just... How do I stop myself from being prideful? Or how do I stop myself from looking at pornography? Or how do I be better, be a better husband? Or how do I be a better wife? It's how can I be more like Christ when my kids are in the backseat screaming? Or how can I be more like Christ when my coworker takes the last cup of coffee and refuses to make another pot right as I'm coming up behind them? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all these little tiny opportunities throughout your entire day, throughout your entire week, that make up the, the cumulative whole of who you are as a disciple. That's, that's really the, the breeding grounds for growing and becoming more like Christ. It's the everyday stuff. The intentional moments that you have where you're spending time in, in private with God, uh, those are great. They can be useful for growth. Mm-hmm. But I'm convinced that's not where the majority of growth happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are, they are a vital part of our spiritual lives, but when you put them on the scale, just from a strict time perspective, like right out the time that you spend, it's the vast, vast minority. You will spend more time watching a YouTube video or watching television than you will in prayer. Or maybe listening to this intro podcast episode than you have spent in time today. <laughs> and, and, and that might be true, too. And no so, judgment. No judgment. Yeah, no judgment. That's not the point. The point is, is we have to move past looking at just individual practices is all that discipleship means. Yes, they are important, right? Jesus does them. He, you know, he, he relied on them. 
But as much as Jesus relied on withdrawing from crowds and spending time in prayer to recharge, his entire life was built on following the will of God. And our lives have to be built on following his. That's what discipleship is, (laughs) is learning to follow Jesus and obey the will of the Father. And so, you know, actually, I was reading a book um, the other day, too. Uh, you, You were talking about it's not just to be a better father or husband. You know, I never even heard this concept, but this guy pointed out that even our marriages, I had an understanding of like, yes, marriage would be, it should be beneficial to you. It helps you become more like Christ by helping you become patient. Same with kids, right? It's very you, very individualistic understanding of that. But he pointed out that actually even just the marriage itself should be a means of uh, embodying the kingdom. Mm -hmm. In that, not just, oh yes, I sacrifice myself, she sacrifices herself, and then we're both better. But like, literally the marriage itself becomes a mini incarnate kingdom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, wow, that's, that's very true. It's intimate relationship and unity. That's yep. right. And it, it this was also brave that he pointed out. It's actually, if, if you got a tear, it falls below the body of Christ. Hmm. So he put the body of Christ as your first family, and then the nuclear family was second. That's interesting. It was interesting. But why have we not thought about it like that? Or why is that challenging to think about it like that? And I think the point is, is because we've bought into a certain cultural narrative. Right or wrong, that's the thing we have to wrestle with. But the point is, this is the sorts of things that we want to talk about on the podcast. That's a really interesting thought. Let's wrestle with it for a little bit. Let's figure out if we think there's some truth in that or... Maybe if there's not truth and maybe your marriage should still be the primary thing, um, well, why is that? What does Scripture say about it? Let's let's deal with that. And what's that mean for how you live your life as a husband or a wife? That's right. Exactly. Does that change anything? Does it not? I don't know. Yeah. And I really want to have this guy particularly on the podcast to talk about some of these issues because... We should. That sounds interesting. It's, it's, it's very fascinating. But I think right now in my thinking, Josh, I've got five things. Like if I had to answer the question that how, how can we achieve daily growth or is daily growth even possible? I think I've got down to five things. You know, you, you like my, my numbered list of things, but uh, just genuinely this is I'm what I thought I'm impressed that there are five and not three. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> shaking it up every once in a while. <laughs> I think the first thing is, though, you have to have a, a belief in a mindset that daily growth is actually possible. Which sort of seems like one of those cop-out first things, but I genuinely think if you don't believe it's possible, you're not going to dedicate time or attention to doing it, right? And it's sort of like the old classic, everybody thought the four-minute mile was impossible until somebody actually did it. Mm -hmm. And then like all kinds of people were busting through the four-minute mile after they realized, oh, that is possible. This can be done. I'm going to actually train to meet that goal. And so I think, I think we have to have an understanding that our lives as disciples can lead to daily growth, whether we see that growth daily or not. And oftentimes, we won't see that daily. <laughs> and the- you'll feel like it's a defeated day. Like, this could not have gone any worse. I didn't learn anything. I didn't feel God close. But... 
just hold on. That's right. <laughs> and so then number two, I think you need a commitment to seeking that daily growth. So first you got to believe it, and then I think you have to make a commitment to actually doing that. And what I think that commitment looks like is number three, which is where you build in habits and practices into your life to make that possible. And that does include spiritual disciplines. I do think that includes your prayer time in the morning, your reading scripture, your journaling, your fasting, your all of those. Right? Journaling is a very important one to us, by the way. It is very important. But then coming back to uh, so you get through the day and you feel defeated. Well, that's why number four, I think, is actually patience, mm-hmm. because it's, it's like, um, it's, it's almost cliched, but it's like trying to watch a plant grow, right? You know that thing is growing daily, yet it doesn't look like it is from day to day. But now if you look at it for like a week to a month to a year, well, now you can really see some significant growth, right? Yep. And um, sometimes that growth is so minuscule. And God is working on you in such subtle ways that you don't realize how profound it is until looking back. It's one of the reasons why we like journaling. It's yeah. because it helps us track that stuff. It's like, have you ever seen those time-lapse videos of a, of a, like a bean sprouting and then growing up into a full plant? Mm-hmm. It, journaling does that. Yeah. Time-lapses are just individual frames taken every five, six seconds, well, however long the time lapse is. Yeah. And so journaling is taking a snapshot every day, every other day, every week. And if you flip through those really fast, you read them, you watch the progression, it's like watching that bean sprout grow. Absolutely. That's a great, a great illustration. And then I think the, the fifth one then is actually faith that God is the one who does the work of growth in our life. And I think this is a critical mistake because you can believe that it's possible. You can put in you know, you can uh, commit to it, you can make practices, you can be patient, but if you're convinced that growth is your responsibility, you are actually going to work against yourself. Because the har- it's like quicksand. The more you struggle, the faster you're going to sink. Mm-hmm. And we have to give ourselves over to the practices, absolutely, but you have to acknowledge and be willing to let God actually work in your life, because ultimately he's the one that has to produce the growth. We can do nothing to do that ourselves. It's like the farmer. The farmer can go out, he can till the soil, he can plant, he can water, he can weed, but at the end of the day, he can do nothing to make those plants grow. He can only cultivate the conditions so that growth can happen. And I think discipleship in our lives is very much the same way. We do our part, which is just trying to make room for God to work in our lives. And I think that's what dying to ourselves looks like. Yeah. Clearing ourselves away to let God come in and do the work that he wants to do. Yeah. And I think this one is really, really challenging for Americans in the West. We have this mentality, this understanding that uh, part of who we are as Americans, our identity, is people who can determine that we're going to do something and then set out, go out and do it. We can, we can seize the day. We can grab hold of the, the thing that we want in front of us and make it happen. And really, we'll, we'll probably talk about it at some point. The journey that God's brought me through the last five, six years has been one of teaching me how to let go of that stuff, because I really enjoy making my world the way I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But really, if I can make the world however I want it to be, I'm the God of my own existence. I don't need God. Yeah. 
And that proves fatal every time. Yeah. It, your world will come cr- crashing down around you when you try to do that. Mm-hmm. Your spiritual disciplines that you try so hard to practice for weeks on end will prove empty mm-hmm. if you don't rely on God to produce the growth in those disciplines. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a little-known secret, but basically what you've just described is idolatry of, se- of the self there, right? And we know that idols are nothing but false gods and stone and clay, and in our case, weak, finite flesh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And anything built on that foundation is ultimately going to, to crumble. And, and we're going to suffer the consequences for that, right? They're going to be heavy yeah. emotional, psychological, physical at times uh, consequences. And so, yeah, getting out of our own way has got to be one of the toughest things that we face. And it is, it, it's, it's such an easy trap to fall into because we can do it in the name of seeking God <laughs> yep. and trying to become, and you quote, feel more good about spiritually. It. Oh, yeah. Because you you're feel- like, oh, yeah, I'm chasing after God. I'm on fire for God. But really what you're after is proving that you're a better Christian than mm-hmm. what you actually are, yep. just so that you can look great. That's why I love uh, what the psalmist says in Psalm 103. Let me pull it up real quick. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it's gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant, and remember to obey his precepts. We get this idea that we are more than dust, that we can make the world around us bend to our will. And I think at times we look at spiritual disciplines, and, and when we start to see maybe that we're not doing as well in our spiritual disciplines that we, as we would like, we kind of beat up on ourselves, and there's a little bit of guilt and condemnation and things like that. And I, I think if we do what we're talking about here, we rely on God to produce the growth and realize mm-hmm. that it's not us doing it. It's, that's when God's grace comes in, and it's acknowledging that we are finite, limited we're dust. God knows that, and He gives us grace, and He produces growth and all mm-hmm. that. So, yep, yeah. So we are very excited to go on this journey um, together with you. We invite you to come along with us. We're going to be talking about this stuff, and uh, this is only scratching the surface. I mean, we could keep talking about this stuff for hours right now, but uh, for the sake of the first episode, we episode will not. zero, <laughs> episode zero, we will not. <laughs> And uh, so please subscribe to the podcast. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Our first episode right out of the gate is a really, really great conversation. You will not want to miss it. Yeah, exactly. So subscribe, do all the usual stuff. You know what to do. Come on the journey with us. We're, we're genuinely inviting you to walk with us as we seek daily growth in our lives and how to follow Christ. Christ.